The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's Friday. It always comes around and we're always glad when it does, so thank God for Fridays. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. For Friday, October 29th, 2021, Friday of the 30th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle one. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is Saint Abraham of Rostov, the apostle to the Russian people. He received many graces even before converting to Christianity. He was born in Russia and followed the pagan beliefs of the region. He was stricken with a severe disease and called upon Christ in his sufferings, and he was healed miraculously. In gratitude, Abraham became a Christian and was baptized. He became a monk and went to the city of Rostov, where he began his apostolate among the pagans. He built two parish churches and a monastery. Many institutions for the poor and suffering were also started by St. Abraham of Rostov. He died in the 11th century. St. Abraham of Rostov, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that every baptized person may be engaged in evangelization available to the mission by being witnesses of a life that has the flavor of the gospel. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins, the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Can I help? What a wonderful greeting to hear. When you're a bit lost in a new surrounding, with a map in your hand or even a GPS gadget, but you're not quite sure where you are and which direction to take. In this state of confusion or disorientation, a total stranger, a passerby, with a smile and a kind look in his eyes, asks you, Can I help you? You seem to be a visitor around here, and I notice that you seem to be a bit lost. So, I'd like to help. Something similar happened to me recently, when I was in Montreal, Canada. I lived there for many years. The place I was going was familiar to me. However, it had been over five years since I last visited this place. The street layouts were changing, the new bike and pedestrian lanes, and in particular the parking meters. I was not familiar with the payment system, which seemed to be different from where I am currently living. In any case, I parked my car, walked over to the parking meter, and made a payment with my credit card. So far, so good. Then the machine asked me to punch in the number. What number? My license number? 
Okay, well, I typed, typed that in. Then the machine flashed error message over and over again. Error, error, error. I thought that perhaps I punched in the wrong number, so I repeated it. Again, the same message was blinking. Error, error, error. I looked around and I could not find anything particular about the number which the machine was asking for. Then, all of a sudden, a kindly woman approached me and said, Having trouble? Can I help you? She said this with a smile. Well, yes, thank you, was my immediate reply. I tried to explain what I did, and then she said, Sir, look over there, behind the pedestrian walkway. Do you see the small number on the post? You see? That is the number you should punch in, not your license number. Well, thank you, ma'am. When I tried to put in my credit card into the parking meter, she said, well, let me do it for you. How much time do you want? Half an hour? An hour? You see, now you can punch in the number and a ticket will come out of the machine, which then you can keep as your receipt. Wow, I was blown away. I did not mind being treated like a elementary school student, but her kindness and friendliness was overwhelming that I was truly grateful to this total stranger who took the trouble coming across the street because she said that she spotted me having trouble from the other side of the street, and so she crossed the street, came over to help me. Jesus, I was thinking about this episode when I was reading and meditating on today's gospel passage. St. Luke tells us that you, Jesus, were invited to a dinner by one of the leading Pharisees of the town. Among those present was a man with dropsy. What is dropsy? Perhaps you're not familiar with this illness. Basically, it's a swelling of soft tissues due to the accumulation of excess water. In other words, an edema. It could be caused by the problems of the heart or the kidneys. So Jesus, when you went into this man's house, you noticed this man with a dropsy. You paid attention to him and his medical predicament. You knew that this man needed his help, although there's no mention of him actually asking you for healing, as it happened to most sick people who met you and begged you for it. So, why was he there? Perhaps he was put there on purpose, since St. Luke tells us that the people are observing you carefully to see what you will do on this day of rest, the Sabbath day which is so important for the Jews. Knowing full well what was taking place, you, Jesus, asked those who are gathered there, scholars of the law and the Pharisees, is it lawful to cure on the Sabbath or not? Well, they are caught off, off guard. It is the Sabbath, the day dedicated to the worship of God and doing good to one's neighbor. Jesus' question was clear. Should one perform a cure for the benefit of one's neighbor, Whenever that person is in need of help, we can paraphrase Jesus' question in this way. Did you notice this man with the dropsy? Did you pay attention to his predicaments? Did you care enough for this man that you took the trouble to help him in any way? Is he truly your brother? Did you even ask him, can I help you? Or your hearts were so far from the true love of God and of your neighbor, and in particular this man with the dropsy, that you did not care at all about him, but you were very much immersed in your little world of selfishness. The fact that they kept quiet means that they habitually neglected their duty to look, at, look out for others. 
to ask the appropriate questions with an intention to lend a helping hand, to offer their services even without being asked. They almost never said, can I help? Because they turned blind eyes to the needs of others in their attitude of self-righteousness. Lord, how you must have suffered from their silence, which betrays their callousness, their indifference, and their indolence when it comes to their duty of always being concerned about the need of others, no matter how small it might be. The face of this silence, in order to elicit a response from them, you, Jesus, proposed to them a very basic example. You said to them, Who among you, if your son or ox falls into a cistern, would not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? Wouldn't all of you immediately offer your help to rescue your son or your ox from the imminent danger? Or would you put any prior conditions before offering your help? Would you take time and ponder all the rules and regulations concerning Sabbath observations before lending your immediate help? Oh, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I'm truly sorry for all those moments when, being so immersed in myself, in my games, in my pastime, in my little world of selfishness, that I did not even notice a neighbor who was in need of a helping hand. And since I did not notice it, I did not even think about asking my neighbor a basic question. Can I help? Jesus, help us be always on guard to detect symptoms of indifference to the needs of others. Indifference is one of the great killers in our society. Ellie Wiesel, a Holocaust survivor, delivered a very passionate speech at the White House in 1999, which was titled, The Perils of Indifference. In it, he said, In a way, to be indifferent to that suffering, he was referring to the horrendous human suffering during the Holocaust, the suffering is what makes the human being inhuman. Indifference, after all, is more dangerous than anger and hatred. Anger can at times be creative. One writes a great poem, great symphony, one does something special for the sake of humanity because one is angry at the injustice that one witnesses. But indifference is never creative. Even hatred at times may elicit a response. You fight it. You denounce it. You disarm it. Jesus, help me never let any symptoms of indifference take hold of me. Help me to detect them right away and with your help fight against them promptly. I do not want to let myself be overtaken by the temptation to seek refuge within myself, but rather think of others constantly and say to myself, how can I help this person? How can I be useful to this person? How can I make even small difference to this person's happiness? When Pope John Paul II visited Ireland many years ago, he delivered this powerful speech to the youth gathered there. He said to them, faced with the problems and disappointments, Many people will try to escape from their responsibility, escape in selfishness, escape in sexual pleasure, escape in drugs, escape in violence, escape in indifference and cynical attitudes. But today, I propose to you the option of love, which is the opposite of escape. If you really accept that love from Christ leads you to God, perhaps in the priesthood or religious life, perhaps in some special service to brothers and sisters, especially the needy, the poor, the lonely, the abandoned, those whose rights have been trampled upon or those whose basic needs have not been provided for. That's right, Jesus.
instead of giving into the temptation of many forms of escapism, or think of others by saying, how can I help? This simple phrase encapsulates our sincere desire to notice the needs of my neighbor in order to render them some service, no matter how small or insignificant it may seem. Can I help mom with the dishes? Can I help dad with a small repair? Can I help you, my friend, with a math problem you're having problem with? Before we finish this conversation with you, Jesus, we want to turn our loving gaze to the Blessed Virgin Mary. My mother, your whole life on earth was a constant act of service. First, your divine son, and with that, to each and every one of us. You're always near us and asks us, My son, my daughter, can I help you? How can I help you? Do you need anything from me? Tell me what, you, that, what is that you need, and ask my son for it right away. That is why, my mother, with all confidence in your motherly intercessory power, we appeal to you now and always by invoking you. Remember, the most gracious Virgin Mary. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 16 past the hour of the liturgical day begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak. It's Friday of the 30th week in Ordinary Time, October 29th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin our day of prayer joining with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us praise the Lord in whom is all our delight. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come then, let us bow down and worship, Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Today, listen. 
listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Do not punish me. Lord, Lord, in in your your anger, do do not not punish me. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not punish me, Lord, in your rage. Your arrows have sunk deep in me. Your hand has come down upon me. Through your anger, all my body is sick. Through my sin, there is no health in my limbs. My guilt towers higher than my head. It is a weight too heavy to bear. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, Lord, in in your anger, anger, do do not not punish me. me. Lord, you know all my longings. Lord, you know all my longings. My wounds are foul and festering, the result of my own folly. I am bowed and brought to my knees. I go mourning all the day long. 
All my frame burns with fever. All my body is sick, spent, and utterly crushed. I cry aloud in anguish of heart. Oh, Lord, you know all my longing. My groans are not hidden from you. My heart throbs. My strength is spent. The very light has gone from my eyes. My friends avoid me like a leper. Those closest to me stand afar off. Those who plot against my life lay snares. Those who seek my ruin speak of harm, planning treachery all the day long. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, you know all my longings. I confess my guilt to you, Lord. Do not abandon me, for you are my Savior. I confess, I confess my, my guilt to you, Lord. Do not, not abandon me, for you are my Savior. But I am like the deaf who cannot hear, like the dumb unable to speak. I am like a man who hears nothing, in whose mouth is no defense. I count on you, O Lord. It is you, Lord God, who will answer. I pray, do not let them mock me, those who triumph, if my foot should slip. For I am on the point of falling, and my pain is always before me. I confess that I am guilty, and my sin fills me with dismay. My wanton enemies are numberless, and my lying foes are many. They repay me evil for good, and attack me for seeking what is right. O oh Lord, do not forsake me. My God, do not stay afar off. Make haste and come to my help. O oh Lord, my God, my Savior. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it, it was, was in, in the, the beginning, beginning is, now, is now, and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Do not abandon us, Lord our God. You did not forget the broken body of your Christ, nor the mockery his love received. We, your children, are weighed down with sin. Give us the fullness of your mercy. I confess, I confess my, my guilt to you, Lord. Do not, not abandon me, for you are my Savior. My eyes keep watch for your saving help, awaiting the word that will justify me. From the Book of Wisdom Wisdom reaches from end to end mightily and governs all things well. Her I loved and sought after from my youth. I sought to take her for my bride and was enamored of her beauty. She adds to nobility the splendor of companionship with God. Even the Lord of all loved her, for she is instructress in the understanding of God. 
the selector of his works. And if riches be a desirable possession in life, what is more rich than wisdom, who produces all things? And if prudence renders service, who in the world is a better craftsman than she? Or if one loves justice, the fruits of her works are virtues, for she teaches moderation and prudence, justice and fortitude, and nothing in life is more useful for men than these. Or again, if one yearns for copious learning, she knows the things of old and infers those yet to come. She understands the turns of phrases and the solutions of riddles, signs and wonders she knows in advance, and the outcome of times and ages. So I determined to take her to live with me, knowing that she would be my counselor while all was well, and my comfort in care and grief. For her sake I should have glory among the masses, and esteem from the elders, though I be but a youth. I should become keen in judgment, and should be a marvel before rulers. They would abide my silence and attend my utterance. And as I spoke on further, they would place their hands upon their mouths. For her sake, I should have immortality and leave to those after me an everlasting memory. I should govern peoples and nations would be my subjects. Terrible princes hearing of me would be afraid. In the assembly, I should appear noble and in war, courageous. Within my dwelling, I should take my repose beside her, for association with her involves no bitterness, and living with her, no grief, but rather joy and gladness. Thinking thus within myself, and reflecting in my heart, that there is immortality in kinship with wisdom, and good pleasure in her friendship, and unfailing riches in the works of her hands, and that in frequenting her society there is prudence, and fair renown in sharing her discourses, I went about seeking to take her for my own. Now I was a well-favored child, and I came by a noble nature, or rather, being noble, I attained an unsullied body, and knowing that I could not otherwise possess her except God gave it, and this too was prudence to know whose is the gift. I went to the Lord and besought him. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. I prayed for understanding, and it was given to me. I, I pleaded, pleaded for wisdom, and, and the spirit of wisdom came to me. I valued her more than all earthly power and glory. If any one of you lacks wisdom, he has only to turn to God in prayer, and it will be given to him. For God gives generously to all, and turns no one away. I, I pleaded for wisdom, and the spirit of wisdom came to me. I valued her more than all earthly power and glory. A reading from a work by Baldwin of Canterbury, Bishop. The Word of God is both living and powerful, and much more piercing than a two-edged sword. The Word of God is plainly shown in all its strength and wisdom to those who seek out Christ. 
who is the Word, the power, and the wisdom of God. The Word was with the Father in the beginning, and in its own time was revealed to the apostles, then preached by them and humbly received in faith by believers. So the Word is in the Father, as well as on our lips and in our hearts. This Word of God is living. The Father gave it life in itself, just as He has life in Himself. For this reason, it not only is alive, but it is life as He says of Himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Since He is life, He is both living and life-giving. For as the Father raises up the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to those He chooses. He is life-giving when He calls the dead from the grave and says, Lazarus, come forth. When this word is preached, in the very act of preaching, it gives to its own voice, which is heard outwardly, a certain power which is perceived inwardly, so much so that the dead are brought back to life, and by these praises the sons of Abraham are raised from the dead. This word, then, is alive in the heart of the Father, on the lips of the preacher, and in the hearts of those who believe and love him. Since this word is so truly alive, undoubtedly it is full of power. It is powerful in creation, powerful in the government of the universe, powerful in the redemption of the world. For what is more powerful, more effective? Who shall speak of its power? Who shall make all its praises heard? It is powerful in what it accomplishes, powerful when preached. It does not come back empty. It bears fruit in all to whom it is sent. It is powerful, and more piercing than any two-edged sword, when it is believed and loved. For what is impossible to the believer? What is difficult for a lover? When this word is spoken, its message pierces the heart like the sharp arrows of a strong man, like nails driven deep. It enters so deeply that it penetrates to the innermost recess. This word is much more piercing than any two-edged sword, inasmuch as it is stronger than any courage or power, sharper than any shrewdness of human ingenuity, keener than all human wisdom, or the subtlety of learned argument. The source of wisdom is the word of God on high. Her, Her ways are the, the eternal commandments. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Her ways are the eternal commandments. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, increase our faith, hope, and charity, and make us love what you command, so that we may merit what you promise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel in conversation with God and we'll pray morning prayer all in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Friday of the 30th week of an ordinary time, October 29th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, it's a matter of the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law. 
from the 14th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to dine at the house of a ruler who belonged to the Pharisees, they were watching him. And behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. Jesus spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees. Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they were silent. Then he took the man and healed him and let him go. Which of you, having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well, will not immediately pull him out on a Sabbath day? They could not reply to this. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, all of the daily Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Did you ever notice that you never hear Jesus say, let me think about that before I give you an answer, or no, wait, that's not what I meant to say. You never hear him say that. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. The entire life of Jesus is filled with unity and strength. We never see him vacillating. His very turn of phrase with its ever-recurring, I am come, I am not come, gives expression to the stern, determined yea and nay of his life and the inflexibility of his purpose. In the whole of his public ministry, not one single instance can be found where he had to reflect on an answer, or when he hesitated in indecision, or when he reversed a statement or an action. Jesus asks his followers for this same firm response. People who are unduly concerned with human respect manifest a superficial formation and an overall weakness of character. To succumb to human respect is to give more weight to someone else's opinion than to the teachings of Christ. The warning of Jesus is unequivocal. For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Our giving in to human respect may be the result of comfort-seeking, of a desire to swim with the current. This attitude can also spring from the fear of endangering one's public standing or one's professional position. We may want to be the same as everyone else, remaining inconspicuous and therefore undisturbed. Yet whoever wants to follow the Lord ought to keep in mind the example of so many faithful Christians who have been totally committed to Christ in his teachings. St. John Chrysostom has written, Our lives as Christians shine out before others. We should pay no heed to criticisms. It is more than likely that the person who seeks sanctity will encounter some hostility. This opposition should not hinder us, for it can only enhance our glory in heaven. But one thing is needful, and that is to order our conduct towards perfection. If we attend to this path, we will lead other souls out of the shadows and into the light of faith. We will be a strong support for those who weaken. A coherent life of faith has a profound attraction for others. It merits the respect of everyone. In many cases, God uses this conduct to bring others to the faith. Good example always sows good seed that will sooner or later bear fruit. St. Teresa points out, 
the habit of performing some conspicuously virtuous action through seeing it performed by another is one which very easily takes root. This is good advice. Do not forget it. Undoubtedly, people have a natural tendency to protect their reputations from ridicule. They normally do not want to stand out from the crowd and go against the mainstream of contemporary opinion. The love of Christ will help us to overcome these tendencies, to exercise the freedom of the children of God. We can then act with courage and humility, even in the most adverse of circumstances. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, let's pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me here rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face, and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. A humble, contrite heart, O God, you will not spurn. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. O Lord, I have heard your renown and feared, O Lord, your work. In the course of the years, revive it. In the course of the years, make it known. In your wrath, remember compassion. God comes from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. Covered are the heavens with his glory, and with his praise the earth is filled. His splendor spreads like the light. Rays shine forth from beside him, where his power is concealed. You come forth to save your people, to save your anointed one. You tread the sea with your steeds amid the churning of the deep waters. I hear, and my body trembles. At the sound, my lips quiver. Decay invades my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. I await the day of distress that will come upon the people who attack us. For though the fig tree blossom not, nor fruit be on the vines, though the yield of the olive fail and the terraces produce no nourishment, though the flocks disappear from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls, yet will I rejoice in the Lord and exult in my saving God. God, my Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet swift as those of hinds and enables me to go upon the heights. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Even in your anger, Lord, you will remember compassion. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem! Oh, praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Oh, praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Zion, praise your God. He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established peace on your borders. He feeds you with the finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. He showers down snow. White as wool, he scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow. 
He makes his word known to Jacob, to Israel his laws and decrees. He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you established peace within the borders of Jerusalem. Give the fullness of peace now to your faithful people. May peace rule us in this life and possess us in eternal life. You are about to fill us with the best of wheat. Grant that what we see dimly now as in a mirror, we may come to perceive clearly in the brightness of your truth. Oh, Oh, praise praise the the Lord, Lord, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. A reading from the letter to the Ephesians. Now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near through the blood of Christ. It is he who is our peace and who made the two of us one by breaking down the barrier of hostility that kept us apart. In his own flesh he abolished the law with its commands and precepts to create in himself one new man from us who had been two and to make peace, reconciling both of us to God in one body through his cross, which put that enmity to death. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. May he send his strength to rescue me. In need I shall cry out to him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The Lord the Most High has done done good things things for me. In need, I shall cry out to him. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, 
and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Let us pray. Let us adore Christ who offered himself to the Father through the Holy Spirit to cleanse us from the works of death. Let us adore him and call upon him with sincere hearts. In your will is our peace, Lord. In In your your will will is our our peace, Lord. Lord. From your generosity we have received the beginning of this day. Grant us also the beginning of new life. In In your your will will is our peace, Lord. You created all things, and now you provide for their growth. May we always perceive your handiwork in creation. In In your will is our peace, Lord. With your own blood, you ratified the new and eternal covenant. May we remain faithful to that covenant by following your precepts. In In your your will is our our peace, Lord. Lord. On the cross, blood and water flowed from your side. May this saving stream wash away our sins and gladden the city of God. In your will is our peace, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All-powerful Father, as now we bring you our songs of praise, so may we sing your goodness in the company of your saints forever. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. John and Glenn are coming right along with Morning Air in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. You make it a great weekend now. It's coming right up. In the meantime, let's get together again tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the app. You go out make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.